Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Dawkins. I hope all of you have been safe out there. hope all of you are continuing to socially distance yourselves. And even if you are not socially distancing, distancing yourselves, I hope all of you are continuing to wear your mask. And I hope you, all of you out there are continuing to be smart and not be stupid. We are all still in the middle of a pandemic. Don't forget that this pandemic is not over until it is over. I just want all of you out there to be safe, whether it be here in Baltimore or whether it be anywhere else in the world. With that being said, as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is a this is a Baltimore Ravens edition of the show. And for the first for the first, I'd say, eight weeks of the season, first seven, eight weeks of the season, we all know the Ravens are five and two and. The Ravens got some help this past week. Our Baltimore Ravens got some help this past weekend with the New York Jets knocking off the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you, Mike White. Thank you, New York. Speaking of the Jets, the Jets played tonight at the Indianapolis Colts. But the, the Ravens got some help from the New York Jets with, uh, by, by them knocking off the Bengals, which put the Ravens back in first place in the AFC North. And, I, and with that being said, I'm going to give you guys my takeaways of the first eight weeks of the NFL season for for our Baltimore Ravens. Let's get started. My number four takeaway with the Baltimore Ravens is this Ravens defense, more specifically the secondary, has struggled this season, and and the tackling on this defense is just absolutely atrocious. Okay? Now, I will say this. Here's what I'm going to say about this Ravens defense. As far as running the football, the Baltimore Ravens' run defense is fourth in the NFL in run defense. They, 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 they only allow 86.1 yards rushing a game. But why is that? That is because teams are looking at this secondary and they're picking on Marlon Humphrey. They're picking on Anthony Averett. They're picking on Tavon Young. This Ravens' pass defense is ranked is ranked 29th, 28th to 29th, 29th in the NFL. Teams don't even try to run the football on this defense anymore. They don't even try because they know that they can throw the football all, all, all over the lot on this defense, more specifically targeting Anthony Averett, which is why now a lot of Ravens fans out there, including me, we miss Marcus Peters more now than ever. I, me personally, I went on Instagram earlier today and I saw Marcus Peters working out in a pool rehabbing, rehabbing that torn ACL that he surgically got repaired back in August. So Marcus Peters, so Marcus Peters is slowly trying to work his way back. But I say all of that to say that the tackling on this defense is just absolutely atrocious. I looked up a stat and I I was just curious. I looked it up before I came on here. And I looked up who were the leading tacklers on this Ravens defense. And there were six of them. And out of the six leading tacklers on this Ravens defense, four of them, four of the six leading tacklers on this Ravens defense were defensive backs. That is an issue. And I say that that is an issue because more than likely, that means that that means that that means that the second level of your defense, the linebacker core, is absolutely horrific at tackling in open space. Meaning, meaning, i.e. Patrick Queen, i.e. Malik Harrison. By the way, speaking of Malik Harrison, Malik, we're praying for you. Thank God that you are okay. Thank you so very. I'm so glad that you are all right. 
and I hope that you rest up and re- and recover from from having a stray bullet hit you in the calf area where it did. I hope that you rest easily and do not and rest easily and don't try to rush back. Okay, just be safe and thank God that you are okay. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really, I'm really, really glad that you are okay. Just continue to recover and do not try to rush back. Okay. But I say all of that to say in general that the the tackling on this defense has to get better because it is not good at all. The tackling in open space on this defense is terrible. And when you have DBs leading this team in tackling, that is not good and it needs to be better. John Harbaugh even said it in an article that I read a couple, uh, like a few days ago or a week ago. He said that this Ravens defense is going to continue to be mediocre, mediocre if the tackling isn't fixed. So he knows that it's even an issue. So when the head coach even knows that it's an issue, then it needs to be fixed. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, my my third takeaway from the Ravens from the Ravens' first eight weeks of the NFL season: this Ravens receiving core has gotten better and better and better and better and better with each game. Hollywood is coming into his own. James Proche is making plays here and there. Devin DuVernay is making plays here and there. And Rashad Bateman, he is just effortlessly and just seamlessly finding his groove into this offense, and he's finding it quicker than I probably thought he would. I thought it would take him at least three to four to five games to get his feet going, to get his feet underneath him. Man, damn it, damn if I know. It took him, it took him only two games. It took him literally only two or three games. Two max. So Rashad Bateman, Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins is coming, Sammy Watkins is finding his way, even though we all know he's injury prone. But he's been fairly healthy for, 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 for the most part this season outside of missing a couple of games. Devin DuVernay is coming into his own. Mark, Mark, Andrews is, Mark Andrews is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Once this receiving core fully finds its footing and it fully finds its way as far as building chemistry with Lamar in, in totality, Man, this offense is going to be even more dangerous than what it already can be. Which brings me to my second takeaway for the eight, the first eight weeks of the season with my Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have shown and have shown has shown in these first seven games that they can beat you multiple ways. Lamar Jackson has thrown for three hundred yards multiple times this season. He did it against the Denver Broncos. He did it against the Indianapolis Colts. And those were games that that the Ravens rushing attack really didn't show up and really didn't produce to the level that we all know that they're capable of producing to. So when the running game isn't producing to the level that it's capable of producing, what can the Ravens do now that they weren't able to do the last two to let the last two years with Lamar? They they're able they're able to put the game in Lamar's hands, meaning Greg Roman, meaning John Harbaugh, meaning James Urban. They're willing to put the game in Lamar's hands to where Lamar to where they know Lamar can throw for 316 yards against the Denver Broncos. He can throw for 443 yards against the Indianapolis Colts. So now it's gotten to the point where if the Ravens run game 
doesn't show up or doesn't produce to the level that we all know and that the Ravens know that it's capable of producing to, they know that we can put the ball in Lamar's hands and that we can and that and that he could he could win the game for us when we need him to. And that I and that I am so proud of with Lamar. Speaking of Lamar Jackson and this pat and the, and the, and, the, and the Ravens showing multiple ways of being able to beat you offensively, my number one takeaway with Lamar my number one takeaway, excuse me, with the Baltimore Ravens as it pertains to the first 8 weeks of the season, Lamar Jackson is one of the best passing quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yeah, I said it. The man can throw the football. And by the way, if anybody out there still can't, still doesn't believe that Lamar Jackson can throw the football, you're an idiot. Like, really, you're an idiot. Okay. Either you're either either you're just an idiot, or you just or you just refuse to believe the numbers that are in front of your face. Speaking of numbers that are in front of your face, the Baltimore Ravens passing attack is ranked ninth in the NFL. If you probably didn't know that already, 268.1 yards per game passing ninth in the NFL. So for anybody out there that continues to throw out this notion that Lamar Jackson can't throw the football, just shut the hell up and just stop talking because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And number two, you're just finding ways to continue to not give Lamar Jackson credit for improving each and every year that he has been in the National Football League. It's just that damn simple. Bottom line, it's just that simple. Lamar Jackson has shown every single year that he's been in the league, his MVP year, led the league in touchdown passes with the 31st-ranked receiving core in the NFL on his squad. Last year, 2020, came back through 26 more touchdown passes with the 32nd-ranked receiving core on his squad. Now, this year, he's 14th in the league in passing. Yes, I know it's just the first half of the year, and we have a lot more football left to play. But this year, he's 14th in the league in passing yards at the quarterback position, ranked out of 32 starting quarterbacks, and the Ravens ranked 9th in the league in passing offense. Just throwing it out there. Just saying. Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Just throwing that out there to you guys. So stop hating on the man. Stop hating on my boy Lamar Jackson, okay? He's gotten better and better and better with each year, and the numbers show it. So put some respect on my man Lamar Jackson's name. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you guys why I believe the Baltimore Ravens need to move on from Ronnie Stanley when this season is over. And I'm going to give you guys my prediction on how I believe the Ravens will finish out the 2021 regular season. And I'm going to give you guys my keys, my keys and predictions for the Ravens at the Vikings for this coming Sunday, week nine in the NFL. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Ravens Nation, as we all know, Ronnie Stanley is out for the year with have, with having to have another ankle surgery on the same ankle that he broke last year. I have three issues with this entire situation. Number one, the Ravens should have put Ronnie Stanley on the physically unable to perform list for the first six weeks of the season. That's issue number one. Issue number two, the ankle surgery probably did not go as successfully as the Ravens and Ronnie Stanley and his team probably thought it went. And number three, that ankle probably did not heal as quickly as as Ronnie probably 
felt it should have healed, which eventually led to him having another surgery on the same ankle that he broke, which eventually led to him what? Now being what? Out for the year for the second season in a row. Here's here's where I believe, and this is just my opinion, the Baltimore Ravens, here's, here's why I say the Baltimore Ravens need to move on from Ronnie Stanley when this season is over. The Baltimore Ravens need to move on from Ronnie Stanley when the season is over because do you, because in my opinion, I honestly don't believe the Ravens want to go through four more years of this. They, I honestly don't believe that they do. I really truthfully do not believe, I refuse to believe that this franchise wants to go through four more years of Ronnie Stanley missing another season and then missing another season. When Ronnie Stanley is on the football field, there is no question he is one of the best tackles in the NFL. One of the top five tackles in the league, not even a question. But key words, like I said before, key words, when he is healthy. He can't stay healthy. The man came into the league missing his first four to five games of his rookie year in 2016 because he cannot stay healthy. So, which brings me to one of two options when this season is over. The Baltimore Ravens need to strongly consider either trading Ronnie Stanley or number two. I believe there are some people in that organization privately, whether it be front office people, executives. I believe there are some people in, higher up in that organization privately that want Ronnie Stanley to retire. And I, and I, and I say that for that. I say that because of this reason. I say that because I honestly don't believe, like I said before, I honestly don't believe the Ravens want to go through four more years, four more years of this. I am pretty sure Ronnie Stanley is an awesome human being. He's a wonderful guy. I've actually seen Ronnie Stanley in person a couple of times. He looks like he's a real cool down to earth guy. Okay. But this is strictly about his availability on the football field. He is one of the best left tackles in all of pro football. But the man cannot stay healthy to save his life. He can't stay healthy. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But like I said before, either one of two things are going to happen when this season is over. And now, and now, here's my thing. I could be wrong on all of this. I could be wrong on either one of those two, two options. Like I said before, either one of two things are going to happen. Either, either the Ravens need to strongly consider trading, trading Ronnie Stanley, or there are some people in that organization, like I said before, higher ups, executives, or front office people, people privately that are hoping that Ronnie Stanley walks away, which brings me to this point. I actually texted a friend of mine a couple weeks ago, around October 19th, and I mentioned to him that what if Ronnie Stanley were to walk away from the game simply because mentally him having to constantly rehab and rehab and rehab and rehab and rehab, injury after injury after injury, and then he goes and misses season after season after season. What if he just what if he just says, I can't continue to keep doing this? And he just he just decides to up and walk away from the game. 
a couple days later, on October 21st, Tony Lombardi from Russell Street Report comes out with an article that mentioned that, and the headline in that article read, What if Ronnie Stanley retires? So, again, I'm again, I'm not trying to push Ronnie Stanley out the door. I'm not trying to push this young man out the door because he is one of the more talented left tackles in the league. It's just the fact, it's just the simple fact that he came into the league injury prone for about a good two and a half, three year stretch. Bizarrely, out of nowhere, he was healthy. You didn't hear about really any injuries that he had. But then over the last couple of years, the last two seasons, or the last the, se- the last season and a half now, last season, 2020, out for the year with a broken ankle. Comes back this year, the ankle's not fully healthy. The ankle's not fully, fully healthy. The Ravens didn't put him on the PUP list for the first six games. Boom, out for the year again. I'm just saying, I'm just saying either the Ravens after this season need to strongly consider trading Ronnie Stanley and just biting the bullet on that contract or Ronnie or people in that organization are probably hoping privately that he retires and that he walks away from the game. Just throwing that out there. When he's healthy, he's one of the best left tackles in the league, but the man just cannot stay healthy. It's just that simple. Again, I could be wrong on all of this and Ronnie could come back fully healthy. And for the next two seasons, he could, he could, he could, he could find a way to stay healthy over the next two years. But his, but his injury history just does not lie. He can't stay healthy. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there again. It's just my opinion. What do I know? But at the end of the day, those are the options after this season is over for the Ravens. Just throwing that out there. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you guys my prediction for how I believe the Ravens will finish finish out the rest of the 2021 regular season. I'm just going to put it to you guys like this. There are a couple of games on the Ravens' schedule moving forward where I believe the Baltimore Ravens have a chance to put the clamps down on this division and put a put a little bit of a distance between them and Cincinnati. It's going to be the Ravens and the Bengals at the end of the day fighting for the AFC North Championship. We all know that. We all know that. We all know it's going to be the Ravens and the Bengals. We all know that. But there are a few games down the stretch against the against the Vikings coming up this Sunday, against the Packers, against the against the Rams. And against the Bengals one more time. We still got Pittsburgh to play twice. So the Ravens have a have have a have a stretch down the line that, in my opinion, I believe is very, very winnable as far as games go. Okay? Which brings me to I believe the Ravens will finish as the AFC North champions, obviously. And I believe the I believe the Ravens will finish as probably the number two or three seed. More than likely, Buffalo is probably going to get the number one seed. But if I'm being realistic, Ravens Nation, I believe the Ravens will finish as probably the number two or three seed. Just throwing that out there. So again, I believe the Ravens will finish as AFC North Division champions. Although the Bengals have a good chance to finish as that as well because they're that damn good. Okay, let's not ignore the fact that the Ravens got their asses handed to them. 
last Sunday. Let's not forget that. Let's not act like the Bengals are chopped liver because they're not. The Bengals are for real. They're good. They're damn good. And and they've gotten damn good really fast. Okay? So let's just not act like the Bengals are just are just this this fluke of a football team. No, the Bengals are good. So I say all of that to say that I believe the excuse me the Ravens will finish as the AFC North champions, but the race will be close between us and Cincinnati, and the Ravens will finish as the number one as the number two or three seed in the AFC. If I'm being realistic, okay. Alrighty. So, coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you guys my final segment of the show. Obviously, you know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Obviously, you know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. As we all know, ladies and gentlemen, the Baltimore Ravens' second half of the season is going to be very, very crucial and very important as to how good we all know the Ravens truly can possibly be. And as we all know, the Ravens have a very, very tough schedule coming up. There are a few games out there, the Packers, the Rams, Cleveland twice in a three-week span, sandwiched in between Cleveland, Pittsburgh, the Vikings coming up. But these games are going to be very, very important, important and very crucial Because like I said before, it's going to show us how good the Ravens truly, truly are. And it's going to determine whether or not the Ravens are going to win the the division and have a couple home playoff games or if they're going to go on the road like they did last season in the first round against Tennessee and eventually losing in the divisional round on the road to the Buffalo Bills. But like I mentioned before, and I said and I said this I said this just a few seconds ago. There are a few games on this schedule that are going to determine whether or not the Ravens win the division or better yet, where they're positioned in the playoffs against the Rams, against the Packers, against the Bengals week 16. That week 16 game against the Bengals it's going to determine whether or not they win the division. That game's going to determine whether or not they win the division. It's just that simple. Okay? So it is very, very important for the Ravens to stack wins over these next three week or over these next three weeks, starting with the Vikings. Then they, then a few then a few days later, next Thursday night. On, uh, on, uh, on primetime, excuse me, against the Miami Dolphins, and then 10 days later, a week a week later, against the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. It is it's going to be very, very important for the Ravens to stack wins. Don't worry about what Cincinnati's doing. And I'm pretty sure they're not worried about what the Bengals are, the Bengals are doing. The Bengals losing games will help, but the Ravens, are, the Ravens are not worried about what the Bengals are doing. And here's the thing. If the Bengals don't collapse all the way up until that week 16 game, they're going to probably lose a few more games. And it happens. It's the NFL. You lose games no matter what. But if the Bengals do not collapse that week 16 game that the raid that the Ravens play against the Bengals is going to determine who wins the division unless Cincinnati collapses a little bit and they lose a few games down the stretch that they probably 
weren't supposed to lose. But that's why this schedule for the second half of the season for the Ravens is so, so important because it's truly going to show, number one, not only how good the Ravens really, really are, and number two, it's going to determine whether or not they end up as a number two or three seed or they end up as a five or six seed going on the road in January. But with all of that being said, ladies and gentlemen, here is my prediction for the Ravens at the Vikings this coming Sunday. The Minnesota Vikings have the 21st ranked run defense. What is the number one key to slowing down a pass rush? Running the football. That is the number one key to slow to slowing down a pass rush. And one of the breaks that the Ravens got was last Sunday when Daniil Hunter tore his pectoral muscle. Now he's out for the season. Now all the Ravens have to do is just strictly focus on taking Everson Griffin out of the game. Because as the Dallas Cowboys showed, you can run the football on the Minnesota Vikings. That's why Minnesota has the 21st ranked run defense in the NFL. Get the running game going as the, as the Ravens normally do. That opens up. That opens up down the field seams for Hollywood. That that opens up down the field big plays for Sammy Watkins. That opens up seams down seam the seam routes down the middle for Mark Andrews. That opens up deep crossing routes for James Proche and Devin Duvernay. So I'm not so much worried about the offense getting it going. The offense is going to get it going. What I need what what needs to be focused on is this defense. Ravens defense, Patrick, Josh Bynes, Marlon Humphrey, Anthony Averett, Chuck Clark, Deshaun Elliott. You're going up against the you're going up against the receiving core and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. That and also KJ Osborne. Don't take him lightly neither. That if y'all don't wrap up, they're gonna burn you for a 60 set fit 60 75 yard touchdown. Wrap up, tackle, okay? Hit that tackling dummy as many times in practice. Continue to hit that tackling dummy all the way up until game time. Wrap up. This That Ravens front seven has to get pressure on Kirk Cousins, Justin Houston, Calais Campbell, Pernell McPhee, Derek Wolf is coming back. Get pressure on Kirk Cousins. Put pressure on him. Kirk Cousins fold. He, he folds like a cheap tent whenever you get pressure on him. Therefore, Kirk Cousins is going to make mistakes in this game. But when Kirk Cousins gets that ball out of his hand, like I said before, Patrick, Josh, Anthony, Marlon, tackle, wrap up. Don't just go for the football. Don't just throw a shoulder in there and thinking that Dalvin Cook is going to go down. Wrap up and tackle. Okay? So, Offense, can offense, just continue to put up points and play to the level that you're capable of playing. Time of possession, time of possession, time of possession. And when you have a chance to, to throw that deep shot down the field to Hollywood or Mark Andrews or Sammy or Rashad Bateman, take your chances. And defense, when you have a chance to put one of these receivers on the ground and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, do it. And slow down the rushing attack for the for the for the Minnesota Vikings as well with Dalvin Cook. Well, the, but with all of that being said, I believe the Baltimore Ravens win this game, twenty-seven to twenty. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast, the Baltimore Ravens edition. 
Thank you for tuning in. I hope all of you out there continue to stay, to stay safe. I hope all of you out there continue to continue, continue to socially distance yourselves and wear your mask. We're all still in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you. I really appreciate all of you, Ravens Nation. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Peace.